0: Becoming a ski instructor was one of the best decisions I made in my life. The outdoors life, being physical, doing my favorite sport, being in the mountains, around friends, the list goes on. There are so many great things about being a ski instructor. Now today you're going to meet Chris who heads up Snow Mines, a company that helps place people in ski instructing jobs and sets them up with training and a secure, Start in the industry, and I think this is really neat because when I first began, back in 2005, it was sort of you know quite a (laughs) it was a daunting thing to go to a country on the other side of the world. I knew no one, absolutely no one, had to find accommodation, a job, and my first job wasn't even as a ski instructor. It was in a rental shop, mind you. And so Chris Snowminds, he helps people get into the industry, get a start, and do it. Sort of with with peace of mind and and a real sense of feeling uh, looked after. So today you're going to hear some insights that Chris has through working himself as a ski instructor, setting up snow mines, and realizing like what are some of the the missing pieces. And you'll hear from Chris a lot talk about like soft areas that really make a difference to someone having a great winter. So this is really interesting for people that have been a ski instructor, you'll relate to a lot of stuff, people that are thinking about becoming a ski instructor and also people that perhaps are in the area of management in the ski industry of or ski schools. Uh, Chris is sort of in the unique position where he has traveled to many different places around the world and seen many different ski schools because he finds ones that work uh, really well and provide this great environment for someone to thrive and enjoy this wonderful thing, uh, skiing and becoming a ski instructor in the industry. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode with Chris from Snow Minds. Let's get into the podcast right now. Hey, my first question to you is, why do people become ski instructors? I know why I became a ski instructor, but you get to see thousands of, you know, happy ski instructors come through courses. What, what do you think is the main reason behind people going down this road?
1: I think, I think first of all, the people they are looking for, for adventure, right? They, they want to leave their home country. They want to go out in the world and um, they have a love for skiing or for, for snowboarding. They want to explore that, but they want to explore that in, in a different culture where uh, they can get a, a real lifetime experience. Um, and then I think if you sort of down a little bit further uh, into this, I think there's there's a few uh, that, there's quite a lot of different reasons. Some might be attracted to uh, developing their language, for example, when we send people to Austria, it's often with the mindset that you need to practice your German and and so on. Others, they really would like to uh, develop their teaching experience and so on, because they might be want to become uh, teachers in the future or, or just sort of develop that uh, that competency and and so on. Some want to explore new cultures, get new friends and so on. So I think there's a lot of various reasons, but I think the the underlying is that there's a love for the skiing and for the snowboarding, for giving other people some unique experiences, uh, and to 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 to
0: get a a lifelong adventure. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, there's not many jobs like you know, if I'm in Australia, for example, and I think right, I want to go and work overseas. There's like the ski industry is quite unique in that it's very kind of like open to foreigners coming and spending a bit of time here and it's like a a really fun job so it's quite unique in in that aspect isn't it you can go yeah i mean like where do you where do you where are the courses running snow Mines courses for example all around the world that that you run
1: yeah so we started snowmines in 2012 where we focused on austria so we ran our first course at the Kitzsteinhorn glacier down in a down in cap um, and then we have sort of been developing a our, our courses a little bit since, so now we run, uh, for example, 15 different course, f- courses on 15 different locations in Canada. We run courses in Japan. We run courses in Switzerland, Spain, New Zealand, uh, Norway. Uh, so, so we offer uh, a little bit of different and, and and so on. And and there's also reasons for that because I feel that the young people we um, we we meet and we uh, we sort of connect with that are contacting us to become certified instructors and, and get a job and, and that experience. They come from uh, from many different countries. So we've had people that come from more than 40 different countries that are traveling with us. So, so it's truly global as such, which I find extremely exciting. Um, but they also come back to your first question uh, for various reasons. Um, some might want to develop French. Or some might want to develop Spanish or German or just improve their English. And so it's really great that we can offer a few different things. And they're all unique in, uh, all the countries are unique in, in various ways, right? Uh, which is also one of the things I personally find uh, exciting and a privilege to be able to go and, and explore. Do,
0: do you find there is like a trend at all with certain countries wanting to go to other certain countries? Like, can you speak to that? Is there like, who like who wants to always go to Canada? Who, who wants to, who are the people that want to go to Japan? And, and who likes like, no, Austria?
1: Yeah, who 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 doesn't want to go to Canada, right? Like, but uh, but I think I think that's a great question. Um, so I'm Danish, and uh, we have um a lot of our instructors that come from Denmark. and we have a lot from the Netherlands, Sweden, Norway, uh, England, and Australia, and so forth. Um, but for example, um, if I if I um if if I think about our Danish instructors and uh, our Danish candidates, I think some of them they uh, they have a preference to go to countries that they have been growing up skiing in. So that's quite a lot that have a preference for example for austria maybe a few from norway and so on because you know you have these core memories in life that you know the yes. first time i was skiing or the first time i was powder skiing or uh, uh
0: and and so on and someday or they, i remember was... that i remember my cool instructor and and i always wanted to be an instructor that that memory
1: exactly exactly yeah. exactly that red uniform down in Alpendorf in in in, in, in st Johann, austria and so on right um and I think some, they're looking for, for that experience to sort of uh, re-experience re-exper- sort of the, the those childhood memories, um, but as the instructor that are then delivering them instead. But also see that we have a lot of instructors that are um, maybe seeing this, as I said before, like a, a lifetime adventure. And they, they see this as an opportunity to try something completely new. They want to go to a country that they maybe haven't explored before, that they're having experience where they feel that they can get to know a, a new culture, a, Learn a new language. Just just try something very very different to their own cultures. So, for example, Canada is is very very popular uh, for uh, and Japan for that matter. From uh, for Danish instructors, but likely uh, equally too from those that are coming from from for example the UK and our, Australia. Um, and I think and I think there are some that are also seeking these boundaries. Like how far can I go? How far away can I go yes. from, from from the roots that I call home and what I have been growing up in and, and so on. Not just because that it has to be new, but also because that they see this as a, a not just um, an opportunity to develop as a ski instructor, but also as a person. And the more sort of the more you can be exposed to sort of other cultures and new uh, new inputs, and so the more you can also put in your bag and and bring with you sort of in in the future. Um, we talk a lot about carve yeah. your future with snowmines, and I think I think that there's a lot uh, a lot of truth in how you as a ski instructor can can learn some some, some 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 valuable skills that can help you carve your future. Also, uh, maybe when you want to do something else.
0: I would yeah, definitely agree with that statement. That's the skills I've gained from ski instructing, and yeah, customer service have, have helped in many areas uh, outside of that. Hey, now so one one I guess major issue, and I remember this when I went to Canada as a as a rookie instructor. There was no such thing as snow mines. And I ended up at the the hostel down in Vernon, downtown. like yeah. no place to live. Uh, no idea what what to do. Accommodation in the beginning is pretty hard. You were talking just before we started the the show here about that. Do you want to speak to what you find is like one of the most important things setting up for 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 a new instructor? Definitely.
1: Um, definitely well. It's no much. We we try to to create a little bit of a holistic concept where we help from with everything from you apply with us on until you're back home. So we don't just offer ski instructor courses, but we try and and um, and and take a pride in trying to make sure that you can also apply your ski instructor course, get a job at a local ski school, and a part of that is uh, is of course that you don't just get a relevant um, ski instructor certification great training and, and so on and um, we also want to make sure that you land uh, at a good ski school um, where you know the, the compensation and the way they work uh, is sort of something that we can um, believe in um but then we also uh, make sure that um we take care of for example season accommodation uh, you touched upon that that is something that is very very difficult for. I mean, all ski resorts that uh, that we're dealing with, no matter where we are in the world. Uh, but then again, I think that also just shows how important it is that we try and take take that serious and and try and organize this for 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 the young people. Because what do you need a job for if you don't have a place to stay and or have a good place to stay and and so on? Um, so so that's our, that's obviously something we 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 take care of. And um, and I think it should also not be underestimated how much community means. And that's something we a lot about on in snow mines. so we for example we never send someone uh, alone to a ski school and or alone on a course we always give people an opportunity to connect with people that are joining the same course in the same ski school that they'll be working at before they even depart but also then as such connect with them so that when you for example are standing in uh, in london airport and are uh, uh, destined to uh, to uh, uh, about to board a plane to, to tokyo so that you can drive up to hakuba in japan and do a ski instructor course you will actually have the opportunity to stand among friends that you have met at some of our key golf events before you go, um, and not uh, uh, only strangers and so on. So, so I think this community feeling is really important, and also, of course, that that is fostered at the ski schools.
0: Yeah, that part that's very cool. I wish I'd had that because I came in, I knew I knew <clears throat> no one, absolutely no one. I had no friends, didn't know anyone over there. And it would have been really nice to at least have had like a few people to go to the pub after the first day and go wow that was cool look at us we're in another country doing this yeah. so so what are these kick? what are these kickoff events what does that mean
1: so so uh, so we're based in copenhagen denmark um, um but obviously as i mentioned before we have instructors from all over the world so what we uh, what we do is that we um, invite our instructors to join a, us on a full day actually in Copenhagen Copenhagen typically in September or online. So um, we will then get a group of people together. Uh, For example, those that are going to to Switzerland with us, they will then come together on the same day. uh, And then we will um, make a program where we focus on the experience they will have, uh, what they can expect, how we try to develop them as ski instructors, what kind of elements it is that we're working with. Um, and then of course a lot of team building uh, knowledge sharing and uh, and 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 fun so that after this full day that they feel much better prepared for the experience but but very importantly too that they've actually had an opportunity to meet those people that that they will be 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 be, be going on a course with and and be working with um, so that's sort of the the core concept of the of the kickoff we run. Right?
0: yeah and I mean I think you 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 really believe in like setting I was asking you, like if you were to run a ski school and you said, Hey, I don't want to run a ski school, but I was kind of pressing, pressing on this because I think you're in a unique position in that because of your job running snow mines, you've been to all these different ski schools and from the outside you look in and you're, you're looking at them. Would I want to, do I feel comfortable sending James from London? Over here for his first trip away, is he going to be looked after? So, so you get to see all these ski schools from the outside. Mm. You mentioned something interesting, which was, you know, what what is the areas you think, like, kind of, uh, are really important within a ski school for a ski school to offer a good product? So, before the product is out there, can you speak to that? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, well, first of. First of all, I think um, it's important to to acknowledge, this is at least my viewpoint, that it's not necessarily the best skier that's the best ski instructor. I think growing up, we've had this sort of picture in our head and our mind that you had to be expert skier. You have to ski 20 weeks uh, a year uh, since you were five years old and 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 20, 20 weeks in total since you were five weeks old and be able to. Ski powder and black slopes and and almost be the expert on the mountain before you become a ski instructor to actually be a good ski instructor. And I don't believe in that in that mindset. I think I think that's too that's too simplified. I think a good ski instructor um, is is a human being where being able to to ski and deliver a ski a good skiing product that's just one out of of, of a few elements. Um, what we look for in snow when we recruit our instructors. Um is um is also a lot of is a lot of personal skills. And when we take someone in that we believe can become good instructors and uh, and succeed on our courses and we us well when they go and work at the ski schools, we work with them uh, on the professionalism, um, the personal development, we work with them on the, the cultural understanding, the language skills, and then the snow sports, as we call it, not just being good on ski but also understanding your equipment and the the mountain hazards and and so on and i think those five elements um when we sort of um when we sort of run our kickoff events run our courses work with them during the season and so on the the the, um, the goal for us is to make them uh, successful i i sincerely believe that 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 the best skin instructor is also instructed that feels successful so so how do we achieve that well with these five elements for example if we can work with them um during the the pre-courses we for example we run um before they do their the, the first ski instructor exam that will help them uh, also pass that exam and passing that exam I think we can all relate to that that's just we explode I'm sure Tom you can remember too when when you passed the oh, first yeah. ski instructor exam, maybe with, with Norm silver star Silverstar and, and and so on like and getting that diploma and the certification that's just that feeling is is epic right but, yes. but just as heavy as that feeling is, just as, as hard can it be to be that person that didn't succeed? And that's okay. We cannot all always succeed and, and so on. But what we are trying to do is we're trying to really work with the development of our instructor candidates so that they we optimize the likelihood of, of, of succeeding in that moment. But then that's only the first step. The next step is then, okay, now you have your diploma. Now, how do you then go out and 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 put these sort of new one skills into practice and succeed as a ski instructor. And for example, in Austria, um, a lot of our um, instructors that uh, will do the courses in November or December, they will then, after the course, come out to a ski school. They obviously know about the ski school uh, and have had contact with the ski school before they, they go. Then they will uh, land, they'll be greeted together with the other snowmine instructors and they'll be shown the housing and, and so on. And then they'll often have sort of a week or so to sort of settle in, get to know the ski resort, the ski school a little bit, and then they'll start work. But often Christmas, most of the uh, tourists that are coming, they are not Danish, they're not Dutch, they're not Brits, they're from german, from 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 Germany. And as such, uh, people coming to Austria, from Germany, for example, they expect they expect that you get a ski instructor that can speak German to you. so 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 so, how does it help you that? We maybe focus a lot on your ski development, but we maybe have spoken English to you during your entire exam or Danish for that matter. If you then suddenly find yourself going to apply these new one, new one skills for a group of 12 German kids and 12 German kids, that means 24 German parents that are looking at you too. And a ski school manager is standing over there. Uh, Because, because, because suddenly you represent not just yourself, but you represent a business, an employer that is very, very dependent on you delivering a good job. And I feel that 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 first sort of experience, that can be a hit or miss too, right? And we want to make sure that we also have done everything we could to make sure that that is going to be a success too. Because if you succeed on your first lesson, the kids, they can learn to ski. You see the parents with their little little tear on the eye and so on and a heavy smile from the ski school manager that's the best feeling too and that's what we want to work with
0: so how did you get you know we both probably started ski instructing in a similar period so I, I, like my first season was 2005 2006 yeah. you said 2004 was yours exactly. correct yeah. yeah so so you you've You get to this point you do some seasons you quite a few went to some different places got some levels but then you take this road to like how did Mine start why did you not go no i'm gonna you know keep going up and i want to be better and better like what happened there yeah um that's that's a really good question um
1: I, I ended up becoming a ski instructor uh, out of coincidence. Um, to be honest, I always loved skiing. This is one of those things that I, I believed in life that that I was actually also decently good at. And I think, I think that feeling of having something you're good at is is really important, sort of in in your in your younger life and so on. So, so when I was 19, and I graduated from high school. I was just like, I knew I wanted to do a winter season, and then I wanted to become a lawyer, just as my my granddad um and uh, now you can you know which one of them became true right um yeah <laughs> but um but but then so I didn't know if I should work as uh, on a hotel or whatever because I didn't really know anyone that had been on a season so uh, but then I I ended up um with um with with a company that helped me um that was also organizing ski trips uh, for for tourists and then they set me up with a with a with a ski instructor certification and I had a little bit of a similar feeling as, as you had in Owen oh, silverstar um, i ended up in austria and on my on my first course there um, i had to speak german um because my Ausbildner, which is called in austria he he was german and and that's that's what you speak down there um, but i was the only danish person uh, so i had to sort of both adapt to the all the new learnings and so on but also to another language and to to people that were all from other countries as myself uh, and spoke a country a languages that was not my 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 mother tongue th- my mother th- and yeah. and to be completely frank that was a challenge it was it was a little bit of a of a rough start um i uh, i conquered that i got my certification i figured out that there was so much to learn that even though i believed i was a great ski i found out that i was, I was definitely not um <laughs> and, and 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 figured out that i was just loving that industry and 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 that feeling of of helping others succeed sort of give others uh, something and 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 see them grow um so i ended up doing four winter seasons um was was never sort of that that ski instructor that uh, was uh, was the one to develop fastest and take most certifications and and so on but but always just really loved that industry and and, and did a few different things also related to the the travel um uh, operations and and so on um and when i um, when i did then had done four seasons i i decided that it might be time to 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 study so i started studying my bachelor degree and and and, and master degree and um, in copenhagen and um, and then in 2012 um Otter, my my business partner he called me up and he said i have this idea um that i think it could be amazing to try and and help other young people get the same experiences as, as we had gotten but with a full focus on sort of um the um, a more sort of secure uh, entry to the ski instructor industry and i felt that that sounded amazing and back then there was nothing i i was like why don't we just try it and and so on it sounds like fun we can go help other young people we can try and start a business and most importantly maybe we could join the courses and ski a little bit ourselves um and um, and i never thought that this was something that would i would make a living out of um i i did it purely based on passion um and um and maybe that has been one of the roots to success that i always loved what i do help others uh work in the skiing industry and, and ski and what we found out was that there was just a lot of people that maybe sort of had 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 been been looking for a concept a little bit like this because we sent 51 instructors to austria that first year set them all up with a great course uh, at Kitzsteinhorn and jobs and so on and figured out that that was just uh, that was just awesome and and then it and then it sort of it took speed. Um, if I can say that. Um, and yeah, and I guess the way i have I have tried to develop snow mines has always been with a focus on security. We' are always there, Spirit of community. You never do this alone. And then our our top goal has always been that after we come home from a season, we want you to look back and say, "Wow, That was just a lifetime experience. I, I'm so grateful I did that. If we succeed with that then then we don't need anything else and and then i mean i did my first four seasons in austria because there was nothing called snow mines but then when i first flew to japan in 2014 it was because i was thinking i would have loved to do a season in japan i don't know much about it i heard about this mythical culture fantastic deep snow and if i was 19 years old again and someone came and said to me hey chris why why don't you go to japan and become a ski instructor i think that would have blown my mind and 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 that what that has that has so it's been really really easy to develop slow minds because i've always just looked at what kind of experiences would i dream of myself and then we've tried to create them
0: so then what about because I, I find this fascinating with business owners what's been the most challenging thing what do you feel you've you didn't have skills in but you've really enjoyed maybe learning or or what is the snow mind's you know you growing that is it, can you think of anything where you're like maybe even proud of now like yeah wow i you know for example with big picture skiing um i i really had no interest at all in business whatsoever all i wanted to do was ski go travel uh get better at skiing and And, as long as I made enough to like get by, that was that was it. But now I, I'm fascinated with with business and marketing and customer service and just all these other aspects, marketing, all that sort of stuff. Is there anything that you've kind of found you know, like, oh, that's also interested you running this business? yeah,
1: well, well well, a lot and and I think, We've been faced by a lot of challenges and definitely also messed up a lot of times uh, on 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 the road. Um, I think one thing that that when I'm reflecting back and 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 obviously on your question here, I think that has been a challenge, but also the most fascinating. That has actually been to to go in and try to set up a ski instructor course in in a country that you maybe haven't been in or you haven't been been born into um, and and to understand what what is it that a ski school in this country is is looking for? What is it? what what is it that is important that that we do right in our recruitment and the way we work with 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 these people um, and and the way we, we frame the experience so that we are both setting our instructor candidates up for success but also making sure that we really um, meet the needs of of the ski schools. And I think I think Japan is the best example. I think um, everyone has been skiing in, in Japan, they know that Japan is, is is just a wonderful, wonderful country with some um, um, a, a just a so deep and unique culture. That's my feeling at least um fascinating people um that are that are that are honest that are that are that are so respectful to others that are on time you know and i think going traveling to the japan for that first time and have never been there and not not having much knowledge about this but just have a a, a aspiration of trying to get to know the the country and get to know the ski schools in the country and, and to figure out what's important to them and how we potentially could help them that i find has been maybe one of the most challenging things but for me personally also one of the most fascinating interesting and and most rewarding things in in what we in in what we do um to to get get deep into 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 culture like like that and then you've traveled to spain and it's completely different right and so i think culture matters it's so important yes. that you acknowledge that that, that 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 no model fits all but also that you you need to understand the culture to understand the people and to find out how you can you can navigate best in 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 that country and and and, and cooperate best with, for example, the ski schools.
0: Yeah, fascinating. I think that's a really good, just lesson for people. And and I brought that question up specifically because, you know, you have life experience now and all these things. And people listening, uh, to this might be kind of younger, and it's it's kind of nice to hear this stuff to know. Well, I would say that one of the big things. it it was scary it's challenging to go to japan like you said like you had this thing was working in austria you know these english-speaking countries and and here where you had been but you Mm -hmm. went no i'm going to broaden my horizons i'm going to go into japan and i'm going to go there with respect and try and learn about it like i think that's just a good lesson in in life for um for anything so yeah I, i enjoyed hearing about that so love it If you're serious about stepping up your skiing skills, listen up. I've been working closely with the Carve team for over four years, and they've just unveiled a groundbreaking feature, Active Coaching Mode. And here's the lowdown. Launch it at the top of your run and go through a quick calibration with 10 turns, and it sets a baseline just below your current skill level. From there, every turn is a challenge, adapting on the fly to your skill, terrain, and conditions. No fluff, just a gamified experience pushing you to ski better every turn. It does this by using a super thin insole lined with small pressure sensors and motion detectors. It's like having a personal coach analyzing your every move. And here's the sweet part. If you hit a hot streak with excellent form and you're in for double or triple points, it's addictive, rewarding. Like I said, it's a very gamified experience and it transforms every run into a step towards better skiing. If you're intrigued and you should be, check out Carve and dive into active coaching mode. Just Google get Carve to find out more and as a bonus, enter code GELLY15 to take 15% off. It's amazing. I've heard from the CARV team that now nearly over a third of the users are using active coaching mode when they go out and ski with it. So why not give it a try yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I think if I can sort of just supplement on that, I think that sort of, that word respect is something that's, I think it's so important, and and also so important that um, in life, but also as a ski instructor, that that you understand that if you want to become a ski instructor, we talked a little bit about this before uh, before the recording here. That, for example, w- why do people become want to become instructors? And we talked about partying, for example. And of course i think everyone that has worked as a ski instructor we will probably know that uh it's possible to get a beer too right during during winter and uh, and 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 of course uh, that's a part of of the culture and so on but i think it's really important that 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 those that want to become ski instructors they understand that 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 this is a job right and and that there are, there are people that live out of running a ski school and that that's the bread and butter, and they might have four months to to earn a living, to make a living for the rest of the year, and and so on. And it, when you become a ski instructor, you you are you are instantly a part of that, of that culture, of that business, and of the that aspiration to succeed during winter time. And I think it's really important to have respect for that, respect for the fact that 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 you also invited into another culture into. Uh, into another workplace and so on but also important that you have respect for the fact that you in that sort of job and and with this employer for example will be for example working with people from from other countries living with people from other countries some they might have been grown up um, doing the the dishes themselves and others wouldn't and so on And, and in general try and understand how can I respectfully act towards the people in the country I travel to but also with the people I travel with towards our our customers uh, my customers and and so on the people I teach and and so on and I think I think this is one of those things that I'm actually personally most fascinated about and 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 it's one of my key drivers to do what I do that is to we to not just certify ski instructors and this might come across a little bit sort of um, um fluffy but but also to help develop people and in Snowmines, when we talk about carve your future, this is this is very much what that's related to. Yes, you carve on the snow, on your ski or your snowboard, but really the, the, the skills you learn is something you can use for life and something I think will really set people up for success also in the future. And I think it's the few people that think about that when they think about becoming instructors. But I think it's everyone that will know what the real value of that is actually when you've tried it. And that's that's what we're trying to also communicate and one of the things i find so fascinating
0: mm, yeah and i mean i think you've found some some people it sounds like that have really taken to the industry and and done pretty well i mean some of your your uh snow minders, like where have they they ended up
1: yeah i mean everywhere right we've uh, just the last winter we've Certified a little more than one thousand new ski instructors worldwide. So, uh, so everywhere is is, a, is a easy answer, but but just to give you a few examples, um, with for example, within the skiing industry, um, we have a, we've had a few Danish guys who joined our courses uh, and and did the first certification down in Austria, and uh, one of them, uh, Victor, he's now a, he's now a Statlic uh, certified in Austria, and for those that know that system, they know that that's not something that that comes easy and. He represents the, the Danish demo team and, and so on. Uh, together with a few others that have started their the career in uh, snow. snow the, the ski career with, with snow mines. Um we have another guy who's started in snowboarding and, and so on. Um so obviously a lot of great examples of people that have taken this to sort of the next level within the skiing industry. Um, but then we had a lot of people who has joined us for a season or two and I used the competencies that they gained on the on the winter season as a ski instructor to, um, for example in in Denmark, um, get into um to some of the the best um, study programs uh, in 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 the country. It is so that you uh, can get access to a, a study program either because you have the highest GPA or because you maybe not, but then have gotten a lot of other skills that you can sort of make an application based on. And there's so much you can cross off as a ski instructor—an international recognized ski structure certification, work experience in another country, language development, uh, uh, working experience uh, in 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 countries that that are different, and, and so yes. forth. And many they they use that to also sort of as stepping stones into to other industries, into study programs, and and so on. Um, and 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 for me, that's 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 something I'm really proud of. And I yeah. think it's really
0: rewarding to to see to see that sort of development. Yeah, where that yeah. that develop, where those people eventually yeah get to with it, whether it is within the industry or outside in something that they're um they're pursuing. Yeah, you know what? I, like I wanted yeah. to bring this up. Um, interski was just recent, like not too long ago, mm-hmm. and you obviously were watching probably some some footage and stuff on it so many people were commenting on the impressive danish interski team and you know (laughs) denmark not not quite like australia not known for skiing but you know you're you you don't really have mountains i mean you're the closest one to you is that is is copenhill which i'm going to ask you about yeah uh, uh, as well yeah yeah but i i just think um i've met a lot of danish people Uh, really enjoyed skiing with them and and meeting them and i think they they really have to me very open minds they're they're not kind of stuck in their ways if there is a way to get to like the end point that is that is going to work best like they will do that they'll move towards that they're not too proud to be like you know oh no we don't do that because we don't don't believe in it and i think that's testament to it because they've like the Danish uh, um, team and association have gone and sought out the best people from all around the world, like sucked knowledge out of them and and asked them for information, training that sort of stuff. And then here they are, one of the best teams at Interski. Mm. Um, and so I just yeah, I just think that's that's fascinating about about your culture. like I think it it's it's similar to what you're doing here. You have this real passion to to achieve something deliver a great product in what you do. And I think that's, it's very Danish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, do you have that, anything that to might... say about, about Danish people? Yeah,
1: I think, <laughs> I think, I think first of all, I think, I think uh, um, that could of course be said also about the Canadians and the Australians and so on. I think there's so many great teams out there. I also want to say um, that um, I I cannot take any, uh, uh, any credits for the, the amazing Danish demo team. I think, Lundby and and his guys are, are doing fantastic. As a Danish yes. person, I'm very proud of them, and I think it's yes. extraordinary to, to see how they how they perform. Um, but I guess I guess I have to speak a little bit to the culture of 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 of, of Denmark, for example, as such, and and why why they might be be developing is is probably that we are a smaller country and five and a half million people and so on, and as you said, no mountains, so we had to leave. Uh, leave uh, until we got Copenhagen. Uh, at least we had to leave the country to to um, to to ski, and that also means that we we're we've skiing everywhere, right? Like especially in the Alps, but also in Norway and Sweden and and so on. And and I used to sort of seek out and um, and 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 take take learnings back home, right? And, and from from different places and and um, and i think that's what what the danish team has has definitely tried to to do and achieve with uh, yeah that's what i see it's like like a hybrid it's it's a hybrid
0: do you know what i mean like it's a hybrid sort of which i think is great and um you know i think a lot of associations to be honest speaking as like not really being part of association anymore could learn a lot from this kind of hybridism and just really going out and seeking ideas, training um, input from outside your circle. Um, mm. Yeah. So it's just, it's just funny that I just saw that similarity of the team. And then you, you're kind of going from, from Denmark out and, and branching out and sending people like, no, go. And like, here's, we don't just go to this one place. A- yeah. And you keep, you keep trying to l- seek out and look obviously for, for more, places that can give a great experience yes that's
1: it's it's very it's very interesting actually that sort of uh, that sort of reflection and and i think i can i can i can tell you we have definitely had our fair share of uh, of uh, of critical questions for example from people from australia right growing up in melbourne and sydney and then suddenly speaking to a danish person from snow mines on the phone and be like <laughs> why not would i want to become a ski instructor with, with snow mines that i from Denmark, the country flat as a pancake, right? And and I think I think maybe that's one of our. Um, if I if I may um, take the liberty to, to 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 reflect about sort of our successes but I think that might be one of the, the reasons for our success. Actually, we 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 don't have a deep culture in skiing. Um, we have always sort of tried to seek out and seek what is best. So uh, so we don't say, oh, come to Denmark, come to Denmark, come to Denmark. This is the yeah. best. We have the best culture. One, we all say, no, let's figure out what's, what's best about Canada, what's best about Japan, what's best about Spain, and let's embrace that. And I think by doing so, also one thing we've always done with Snowmines, we, we're always working locally. I mean, I have never ever myself um, put myself as a trainer on a Snowmines program. Yes, I might have skied around with our candidates and tried to give them the tips or, or two, but I am very, very... Clear in fact that I'm definitely not the best ski instructor, uh, trainer out there, and there's that's pros in the industry such as Riley McLeishin, for example, who has trained on our courses in in Japan, and 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 so forth. Luke Noran, who's trained on people over and Sun Peaks in the past and in Whistler and so on, that that are the best, and we want to work with the best. So we want to cre- we want to reach out, work locally uh, with the experts in the countries we are going to, and make sure that they they they. The, the courses we deliver are the best quality and so on. And I think maybe that is one of the reasons for our success. I think we, yes. we, we, excel in the organization and yes. looking at how we organize this the best. And then we, we leave the the training and the, the skill school management and, and all that to uh, those that are definitely much, much, much better than us to, to that. And, and, and in that partnership, i
0: think we 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 with our partners succeed yes yeah that's really interesting yeah i I would agree that's what it looks like from the outside anyway hey i mean Mm -hmm. you mentioned it there is now a ski hill in in copenhagen in denmark yeah so i've seen like a i've seen a couple of videos on youtube and like an aerial shot of it but can you describe to people i mean i wish there was one in sydney but can you describe copenhill like what is it, and also, and then my next question is, what is it like to ski on that surface?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, first maybe you should imagine like Copenhagen, the beautiful old capital of Denmark, pretty flat, and then suddenly in the middle of nowhere, there's sort of um, this power plant with sort of silvery uh, uh, um, um, walls like a facades that sort of is is is, is sort of just. Popping up of, of nowhere, and on this sort of power plant that is probably like looking like 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 this, you know. Then yes. on top of it, um, you have a view of the entire Copenhagen and the ocean, and you can see Sweden from up there. And then sort of uh, graduating from steep to to flatter, you have a four hundred meter um, artificial outdoor uh, ski slope that is made out of uh, of of plast, um, green plast. And then you have uh, grass and plants and so on. That is, uh, uh, that Landscaped. is landscape. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you have um, and on this sort of four hundred meter sort of um, uh, ski slope, um, you have three magic carpets, and then a plumber list that takes you uh, you to the top, and um, and then you ski on that. Um, and um, and <laughs> when you said before that I, I had no aspiration to start a ski school, I can definitely uh, agree to that um because there's some that do that much better than us but also have to to admit that it's not fully true but actually because we actually run the ski school out of Cobham hill so we run the ski school in in Cobham hill so we have a ski school and that's the only one we need
0: um Uh but um and and that um... runs like obviously year round
1: round, yeah
0: year round and and i mean do they sort of ask this do they spray water do you have to put water on this plastic Right, like snow, pretend snow surface to get slippery or not. You
1: you you have to you 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 have to sort of at times to time sort of um, maintain it a little bit. But actually, like in in reality, it's like more like it's it's skiable. So when it's put, oh. it's like you 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 just take on your equipment and 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 and, and then you you ski on it. So it's not that there has a lot of water consumption and and so on to. To ski but what obviously would happen after after some years is that um the 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 amount of gears that are using it would of course sort of wear down wear a bit down. so at some point you have, to, you have to replace the the plastic which it was actually recently after after quite a few years of, of usage so so that's that that's that's how it works
0: and, and excuse my ignorance here but does it act, does it ever snow no, no. in copenhagen um it it does it does uh, and, it does it sometimes and, um, and then is it like is it I, a bit better when there's snow on that on on copenhill
1: yes 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 and no you know uh-huh. it's better for you know it's like it's like it's like skiing first tracks right that's always amazing but yeah. then if you had hundreds years and you know it's all muggled up i mean i i like that but it's not all right and yeah. you should imagine it's not exactly that we have and we have a. A groomer, that can, a that can, can, groom okay. it because not that big right? So yeah. what you will end up with is, of course, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, bumps and moguls and so on, which is for some is fun and for others maybe you know a little bit dreadful. So you know yeah. how that is, depending on your progression. um So uh, yeah, but, but it doesn't, that's... it doesn't know that much. And and to be honest, uh, don't feel bad about the ignorance. Because when I say that that skiing in Australia back home, then my people don't believe that. So uh, <laughs> I think yeah. it goes both ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, so have you been skiing on Copenhagen recently?
1: Uh, I haven't. I haven't been out there there recently, but I've been skiing uh, obviously quite a, quite often on 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 the, yeah. On the surface. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's just really, yeah. I, I'm I'm very intrigued by that. Um, yeah. Cool. Hey, Chris, uh, it's been great talking with you um, this evening, and I've really appreciated your time. Anything more you want to uh, add, or or maybe I don't know, maybe some advice? So, I mean, this 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 podcast. If people listening that are interested in taking a ski instructor course. Uh, i mean i think you've mentioned the word young a lot but you don't just do young young people but maybe do you want to yeah just give people an idea of if they are interested in doing something like this this has sparked something maybe they're 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 a mum and and they're they're thinking their child after finishing you know school university wants to go do it yeah any advice or information for those people what to do um where to go well
1: yeah, well, first first of all, um, um, we have people in all ranges. Of course, uh, a majority of them are, uh, do this when they graduate from high school or university and, and so on. But the oldest we've had has been a Dutch guy that was uh, 63 years old. So we we we, we spend uh, the age spectrum there. I guess uh, what I've tried to, to touch upon also a little bit today is that um, one of the things we have tried to focus on is to open the world not just one country or two, but open the world for, for people so that um, we can actually try and guide people to the experience that might be, be fitting them best. Um, and um, and then I guess I guess my recommendation and sort of my, maybe um, what was very most very often on my mind is that I think a, a scheme structure course and, and a following season where you, where you apply these skills and work as, a, as an instructor, should should really be seen um, as an investment, not just in 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 that course and that season, but also uh, in 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 the future. Uh, it's something you can apply, not just the one season, but you can be using it for multiple seasons, multiple countries. Something we also really have to help with, uh, but really also sort of something that is really shaping the foundation of 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 how we want to develop uh, also outside of the skiing industry in the in the future and that's something we focused a lot on and, and so on so i guess i guess my my recommendation would be to to consider uh, not just how amazing it is to be able to uh, wake up every day and 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 have the slopes as your as your office and, and and skiing every day but also all the all the also think about all the other competences that that a a season as a ski instructor can can provide you and then just jump out onto it it's we We say in snow mines, everyone can become a ski instructor. and And really, uh, if you skied a few times and so on, we have courses that that fit. We do not believe in this sort of uh, elite sort of um, um, sort of um, uh, viewpoint that you have to be the best on the mountain before you become a ski instructor. You will learn that from the best. you will learn to ski from the best, but the most important is that you have the motivation to develop and to give others a great experience.
0: Nice. Yeah, good recommendation. Chris, thank you so much. If, if people are interested, they can go look up snowmines. Is it just snowmines.com? Snowmines.com. That's uh yep. snowminds. Yep. Yeah, that's that's yep. that's all you have to, to look up. And yep. we're happy
1: to, to to take conversations and figure out how we can can help, of course.
0: Great, awesome. Well, I've I've enjoyed uh the chat. Thanks again. And I I'm gonna be knocking on your door one day saying hey i've got my skis where's this copenhill come and come and take me down it <laughs> i want Thank to try you're
1: always welcome we're always welcome and then we can get a get a beer that after she play afterwards so it, it got it all right So thanks Perfect. so much for inviting me it's been really exciting and uh, also thanks for putting out this uh, exciting podcast so uh, so
0: so my pleasure of- my <laughs> pleasure thanks everyone for listening until next time I hope you've enjoyed today's content. I personally love sharing my ideas and thoughts on skiing with like-minded people like yourselves. So if you'd like the chance to ski with me, I invite you to go over to bigpictureskiing.com and become a member. Videos on hundreds of different topics, everything to do with skiing, I create personally to help people like yourselves improve. I reply to every single comment and videos are tailored, so it's like me skiing with you right now. Head on over to BigPictureSkiing.com. I look forward to seeing you there soon. See ya. Some of you may already know that I've been advising Carve and working with the team for some time now. And this year, the team has come up with probably some of the most exciting developments to date. They've been working on representing the most fun parts of skiing in their system. They've developed three brand new metrics, progressive edging, early weight transfer, and one that measures the G-force in a turn. And that one, I have to say, I got to try it out this winter in Australia, and that is really fun. This new addition is going to be incredible for anyone who's looking to really push their skiing up a notch. Now, what's even more interesting for this year is the system now detects what terrain you're on and pulls that into your Ski IQ score. This is a huge change and a great upgrade because sometimes it would only really score well if you were skiing on perfectly groomed snow. Now it's going to accommodate and adjust whether you're skiing in steeper slopes, more chopped up snow or firmer snow. So this is a very big change that I think is massive kudos to the team to keep pushing and progressing the app even further. If you're the kind of skier that is looking for a tool to help push your technique that little bit further, then you should definitely check out what Carve can do. Use the code GELLIE15, that's G-E-L-L-I-E-1-5, to get 15% off for the next two weeks.